0: me introduce you, your host on Let's Talk Podcast, the one, the only, follow. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Podcast. This is episode number 70, and today we're going to talk about professional wrestling, moves. And TV show. And today I have a guest, P.I. Welcome to the show, man.
1: How's it going, Peter? Am I pronouncing I, that correct? Or is it P.I.? Or call you uh, Phil? You
0: can, you can call me Phil. You can call me yeah, Phil. Phil. Um Yeah, don't ask how I create that username. It's easy for me to remember, I think. <laughs> no worries.
1: It's epic, man. I love it.
0: Yeah, it's, it, you know, I know what P.I. stand for now.
1: <laughs> yeah, man.
0: Yeah, like because when I when when I usually do my podcast, I'm like, w- w- "What's your real name?" Or or, or I, at least I know your I gotta
1: keep fab here, right? Keep the <laughs> yeah. that'd be like asking Undertaker, "What's his middle name?"
0: Oh, you can't imagine. My name is Mark. Rest in <laughs> 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 Yeah, that kills the illusion. Oh yeah, you know. So you have to keep it in character, man. Stay, yeah. stay in the. Keep your gimmick or
1: anything
0: like that. <laughs> yeah. You can call it yeah. Pizzle
1: for Rizzle or something. But uh, yeah, whatever what you want, any derivative thereof, a PI, PI, Pizzle, Pizzle, whatever, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah, whatever, man. But, anyways, um
0: now before we get started, how's the quarantine treating
1: you? Oh, man. Cabin fever gets to be a little bit of a real thing. So let's see. Uh, let me pop open a calendar here, try to. See if I can take a rough guess at how long it's been. I think one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I think this is like my ninth week in like lockdown as far as working remote from home for my for my job. Luckily I'm fortunate enough like not to keep my job uh, and able to do it remote. But as far as like, you know, not being able to go out, just live life or whatever, puts a little yeah. damper on things. So it's it's kind of crazy. But uh, I don't know. Make the most of it. I'm thankful that PW is there. You know, it's been a nice outlet for being able to stay connected with folks that, honestly, I consider to be friends and family for as long as I've been on PW. But what about you, my man? How are things um, going for you with the quarantine and the craziness that is Corona?
0: It's going good. Um, I mean, so far it's get there. There, there are days that are boring. You know. Yeah. And there's nothing. I mean. Where I live, there's nothing to do anyways, but I got it. So to go you're home in new
1: time. New Mexico?
0: Yes. Yeah, that's correct. New oh, man. Yeah, I envy you.
1: I, the desert, like the American Southwest, I love it. My godmother lives out in the oh, really? Arizona and visited it. And I'm like, man, that hot heat, but that dry oh, yeah. heat with no humidity, I dig it, man. So I'll switch I'll switch yeah. with you if you ever want to. <laughs> Not that I don't love the Pittsburgh, PA, but man, the the gray, rainy days. It's still mm-hmm. kind of cold here sometimes too. Like winter doesn't want to go away. It it gets to be a drag sometimes. So hey, anytime yeah. you want to switch places,
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I'll I'll keep that in mind, man. Because you know, uh, you know what? I just went to Arizona sometime last year. Man, it was over. I think summertime, like maybe August or July, all on there. Right. Uh, man man, it was hot i mean it's hot here right now and how hot uh i think it's like 90 degrees right now oh right? man i'm jealous i love it that's my <laughs> kind of weather that's the kind of weather yeah yeah i know I, I i know pittsburgh gets really cold especially wintertime. time get cold over there i never went there before uh in my lifetime uh in pittsburgh pennsylvania so you know yeah well i've never been been to new
1: mexico i'd love to go to new mexico sometime you know check that off my bucket list so who knows you never know what the future will hold i sure would not have guessed 2020 would hold all the crazy things it's held so far so you never know what the future holds maybe you'll end up in pa one day and i'll end up in new mexico and we'll both cross those places off the list you know
0: yeah, who knows? Who
1: knows? Unless the, unless the world ends. <laughs> Yo, that's a good point. Well, you know, what do you do to kill the boredom in the meantime before the world ends? That's that's the one positive I think for the quarantine is been able to catch up, like binge a whole bunch of shows, watch some movies oh, yeah. that I haven't been able to watch before. You know, uh, those countdowns at UT runs every so often he'll recommend some stuff. I try to be good about catching up on watching the things he recommends, so having all that extra time on our hands to, and the, all the boredom to kill, it's kind of worked out in a way, you know, make lemonade out of lemons.
0: Yeah, that's true, that's true. i am being somewhat lazy to even participate on the countdowns, you know, but I've been looking at it. Yeah. Um, I did try to, you know, be somewhat active, you know, and whatever. Even I try to work some on my project, I know you remember the, the thread I start on the fa- fan fiction? Um, yeah, yeah first, I still, it's still in progress, but I was supposed to start in December, but things got crazy and things being delayed. So isn't that
1: crazy how that's like, I feel like the lifelong theme of everybody who's ever like been in fan fiction back from like 2002 onwards where I'm like, I feel like we can count probably the guys who've actually been able to get a project up and running and stick Mm -hmm. with it for a while probably on one hand there's only a few of them and i guess that's how they really earn that legend status you know it's cuz it's like yeah. it's easy enough to start a thread uh it's a whole nother thing to follow up with even just one post but man some of those guys who start projects and post and post and post the content mm-hmm. like man my hats off to them i love them that they generate content that gives me something I like to like look forward to logging in reading getting an update on uh so Hey, whenever you get around to it, man, no rush. I know you can't rush brilliance, can't rush genius. So whenever the day does come where you're ready, you reveal it,
0: you'll have a eager eager reader there in me ready to hit that like button. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. Now, let's start the professional wrestling. All right. When did you start to become a wrestling fan?
1: When did I start? Man, that's a good question. Uh, I, I've been thinking about this over the years, and if I think I had to put my thumb on it as far as guessing like a year, I want to say 1993 because it may have been prior to that. As far as like getting like videotapes as a kid for either birthdays or Christmas or just like grandparents, maybe going to a yard sale or something. But I feel like in 1993, and I'm saying this because I got vague memories of watching like on live on TV for the first time. Now, granted, it's not live; it's like the tape stuff, like Superstars or whatever. But I got memories of like Yoko Zuna being champion and Lex Luger coming in on the battleship and body slamming him and stuff. So what I think was happening was I was hitting that age where I'd be getting up on Saturday morning and watching my whole block of cartoons from before the sun would come up till whenever the cartoons would quit. And I think right at the end of the cartoons would be when that like little half hour recap show would come on of all the happenings in WWF. And I think I think that's kind of where like the hook was really sunk in deep. So it was like videotapes, maybe dabbling a little bit before there. But then I think just the cartoons feeding into the superstars or whatever it was sort of the hook went in deep. So I'd say 1993, if I had to put it to a year and it's just been. I guess stuck with me. Growing ever since. If I had to guess, I'd imagine it probably peaked in like 2002 to 2004, thereabouts. You know, like for me, that would have been early part of high school. And then, unfortunately, things kind of like you go off to, I go off to college and life gets busy and lose track of things. And all of a sudden, the characters, you know, you grew up with and were fond are kind of disappearing or fade into the background. And it gets a little harder to root for. So, I don't know. Now I find that I'm kind of like a cranky old man, where I'm glad the network exists or YouTube, so I can go just drum up all the old the videos of all the oldies and goodies and stuff.
0: Yeah, what? yeah, I know, I know that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I, what about you? I, I've been a, well, I've been a wrestling fan when I was maybe four or five year old. I'm 39 now, and it's been like from the you know the. Cartoon, you you want to call the wrestling WWF yeah. cartoon era. So you so you know. got
1: a few years on me. So would you be like a Hogan era kid, like Macho Man and Hulk? Would they be like your
0: first yep. guys? Yes, that, nice. that's Fred Hulk Hogan, Dr. May, Warrior. Mach- I was a big Hulk Hogan mark. Ah, uh, nice. So <laughs> I was a big, big Hogan fan. I would
1: have like that, that's like one of the few. I feel like instances where I can think over I'm like man I wish I was a little bit older because like some uh, like you and some of the other posters who I see who I think have a couple years on me who just enough to be like in that sweet spot for like the Hogan Savage area seems like a cool era to have like lived live through because man it just seemed like magic. Yeah
0: it, it was um, I remember when I first moved to the area I was used to let or still live into the state and I meet some two uh, buddy my old buddies of mine and they are not wrestling fans before they met me. Yeah. <laughs> and after they met me, they become wrestling fans. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they didn't say that to me. They didn't admit it to me. They become wrestling fans. I don't know if they're wrestling fans now because I lost track Yeah, well, one of them. I don't know about the other one still a wrestling fan or not, but back in the days, you know, we used to like order paper fuse, uh, oh, yeah. stuff like that. How about you? Yeah.
1: Well, that's like, you mentioned like friends and getting people into wrestling who weren't into wrestling before. Mm-hmm. And I always feel like even as like a kid growing up, it's like, it's weird. because like, I feel like everybody loves wrestling, but very rarely will every, anyone be, like, yeah. out like out and proud about it. So, like, whenever you stumble across someone in life who, like, is a wrestling fan and you realize you're both wrestling fans, it's almost kind of like a magic moment where you can really just open up and dive into, like, all the favorite memories and all the cool stuff. And, in fact, uh, here, uh, I, we, my wife and I, we just got back, moved back to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania from – we are up in Boston, Massachusetts for the past like year and a half or so for work. We come back to Pittsburgh. We're renting a place. Turns out that a guy who lives across the street from me is a co-worker back in my Pittsburgh office. So we kind of bond, hit it off, just, hey, how you doing? And quickly somehow find out that uh, he's a big wrestling fan. And so for a little bit there before the quarantine stuff happened, we'd uh, turn into workout buddies and we'd be like, bullshitting and reminiscing about all our favorite uh, wrestling memories he's from the uk so he's like a big Davy boy smith fan so he's talking all about how great Davy boy is how Davy boy should have been wwf champion and i'm letting him think what he ought to think and meanwhile thinking okay yeah right Davy boy can never cut it as wwf champion but hey good to, good they have differing opinions and still get along and uh we made a point that we're hitting it off we watched royal rumble together and then uh, the quarantine happened, so I'm like, shit, I thought I had a buddy here where I could have those pay-per-view viewing parties together with, just like the old days. But uh, we got one under our belt, and then before WrestleMania came along, Corona had to come and put a wrinkle in everybody's plans. But, yeah, it's it's cool when you can even still, like, add, uh, in our 30s, bump into people who still, you know, love wrestling. It's, uh, I feel like the people who look down their nose at wrestling these days just must not have a soul or sense of humor you know because i feel like pro wrestling just it's a like chicken noodle soup for the soul it's just good stuff you know
0: <laughs> yeah that's true. yeah yeah now i did mention that i was a big hogan mark uh who's your favorite wrestler at the time when you start watching wrestling? okay
1: so let start so uh, let's see if i can do this without spoiling too much of my list for baker's uh, pw favorite wrestler countdown so I I, probably the way I post and present myself on PW seems like Brock's my current favorite, been a long reigning favorite. Had he had Brock been around in 1993, maybe like an eight year old Brock probably still would have been my number one. Had I known he existed. But uh, let's see when I was first getting into it in 1993, like some of the memories I can remember from the TV show uh, for whatever reason. And I don't know why one, two, three kid really stuck out to me. So, I really liked 123Kid. Uh-huh. I liked Bret Hart and uh, i say Undertaker, maybe like in that order for like 123 for favorites. In fact, I liked 123Kid okay, okay. so much when I first uh, stumbled upon PW, and oh man, I guess like. 2002, like because for a couple years I just lurked. I would never post it. I was too afraid. I was probably too young to even be on the internet, interacting on a message board. But my original username was one two three kid or something like that. So that's how big of a one two three kid fan I was.
0: So you're the one two three. kid I remember that poster name one two two kid from the you know the old PW board. Yeah, uh, back before. in the days
1: where like we had guys like Coolio McAwesome and New Age Gangsta and like, I don't know, like I forget some of the other names now, but yeah, there yeah. back then I feel like message boards, I don't know, maybe I've just gotten older and maybe things have mellowed some, but I feel like back in the day message boards used to be so intense with people being passionate about yeah. their opinions. Like if you liked the wrong guys or, you know, had the wrong opinion, you'd find yourself in like a crate. It wouldn't even be an argument. It'd just be out and out name calling. So I think a lot of that intimidating intimidated little old me as a, I don't know, sixth grader, seventh grader, however old I was when I first stumbled onto this stuff. And then it took me a few years to even feel comfortable enough like actually posting much. And then eventually, I guess I became whoever I became and have been PI, Pizzle, Frizzle, whatever for gosh, 20 years. I I don't know how long it's been. It's, It's absurd when I stop and think about how long I've been posting and existing on PW, but yeah, as one, two, three kid, I think for a brief time, I tried out a gimmick, uh, a gimmick account where I was called tag team. And I tried to make it seem like I was two people sharing one account. Totally stupid. It sucked. Uh, then I dropped that. And I think for a little bit of time, I was William Regal. But I think there was a different poster called William Regul, like with a bunch of O's. And I felt like I was just a copycat. I so I, I quit that one. And then I think that's when I stumbled upon uh, number one fan for a little bit because at the time I think that might have been 8th or ninth grade I was like just in a peak moment of fandom I thought I just loved all things pro wrestling where I genuinely thought there wasn't a single wrestler out there I hated if anyone asked me who, like who's my least favorite I couldn't give you a name because I just loved it all so I thought okay you know what my username needs to be number one fan and then I think it was stumbling into fan fiction for the first time I think it was like maybe Holeshammer. I remember it made some comment about how my username sounded like a noob, and I got all embarrassed, and so I had to scramble for an idea to think to change it, so I didn't sound like a noob anymore. So I ditched number one fan, and and then lo and behold, Pi was born. Yeah, yeah. I, you
0: answered my next question already. I was going to ask who's your least favorite wrestler. Oh I well. No, <laughs> let me,
1: I, I'm up. I'm up for the challenge. Let me. Let me try to think about this with some hindsight now. So I'll do a, both. Both yeah. a now and a back then. So let's see. Oh man, now. Oof, it's tough because like I don't really watch a whole lot of the current product, but man, for whatever reason, Seth Rollins really grinds my grits. So he may not be my least okay. favorite, but for how much like screen time he gets and how much praise he seems to get from other folks, for whatever reason. Oh no, no, no! You know what? I take that back. I'll tolerate Seth Rollins any day over Dean Ambrose. Can't stand okay. Dean Ambrose. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't, I don't even know if I can get into why, but so I'll also go with Dean Ambrose for Modern Era. But let me think back and pretend. If, as a kid who loved all things pro wrestling, if I truly hated something, trying to think. Uh, No, I'm drawing a blank. I feel like back then, in that era, I just yeah, I loved everything. I even loved the bad guys, like Big Fat Yokozuna, and even the foreign guys, like Quebecers or whoever. I'm like, even the bad guys. I was like, I just loved it all. It was just all too cool to me, man.
0: So you cheer for you used to cheer for the bad guys when you were start watching wrestling.
1: Uh, I see. Here's. Here's an admission. I don't know if I was like calm enough to pay attention enough to understand that there's good and bad. I think I was probably just way too excited in general about pro wrestling and super hyper and acting out the moves in the basement too to even realize like when bad guys are cheating or saying things that was bad versus then the good guys were saying. Th- and if you think about it looking back, some of the best good guys did kind of bad things too like Hulk always had, like, kind of a little bit of a bad guy edge. Macho Man had a bad guy edge. Even Brad had a bad guy edge at some times. So I feel like, uh, I don't know, if you're a kid and just, like, into the whole thing, it's probably easy for a lot of it to go over your head. So I don't know if I was being, like, thinking I was cool, rooting against the good guys, cheering for the bad guys. is more like just rooting for everybody.
0: Because when I was a kid, when at the time I thought wrestling is real, it still real to me. Damn it! Sorry, I, I have to.
1: Oh no! No worries. <laughs> I love that meme. It's it hits near and dear to the heart, right?
0: Yeah, it is. It is, man. But you know, I cheer. I always cheer. back then. I always cheered the good guys. Yeah. And I always booed the bad guys. And you know, my biggest, I treat like one of the biggest, uh, bad guys who is a biggest in to me was Ric Flair. Oh <laughs> yeah. I always, Oh, I hate that guy, man. That I hope that guy lose. You know, I hope this wrestler beat him. One, two, three. You know, whatever. Well, he yeah, was real good at being my, bad.
1: And here, that raises a question: Were you, are you, were you like a WWF fan growing up, and so therefore kind of like hate, like disliked WCW, viewed them as the enemy?
0: No, not really. I watched both. Oh, okay. Really when I was kid, I, I watched WWF, WCW, even TWF for a short while when it was on ESPN back in the days. Yeah. USWA. A little bit of AWA. Oh you know, man, I watched, watched so, a little bit of everything. I, I like, like, like a, uh. Yeah, I like 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 I mentioned to um Ness or uh, Richard Waters uh, a few weeks ago when we talked about pro wrestling that I was a. Wrestling fanatic. I'm a wrestling holler. Yeah. I'm a big man. wrestling fan. Then, so, what did you, know? you do in
1: the old days? You, you just had like cable or something where you could get all this stuff, or would you tape trade? Or like, that was what I could never figure out is how all these people had access to all this stuff back then. Cause I've just felt lucky to get like a little clip of WWF on TV. Other than that, I'd have to go find tapes like at yard sales and stuff. But man, mm-hmm. it sounds like you had access to all sorts of stuff. Huh? I'm jealous. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, at the time, I have cable uh,
0: with calm crap when I, mean, I used to
1: call it calm crap yeah oh no, they, <laughs> they give you plenty of reason to call them calm crap so i get you there
0: yeah yeah and, you know and you know back in the days you know i get you know prime time wrestling before there's no monday night raw you know back in the days with and bobby haney as their co-host uh in monday there's and there's no wcw night at the yeah. time wcw saturday night they show AWA they a little bit um i can't remember how uh once a week, I think, if I remember correctly, of course, they went out of business, I think, a few years later, because I remember, what happened to that promotion we used to watch? And I know, maybe went out of business. It just disappeared. It just, just disappeared, yeah. And, you know, and I remember I saw some guys familiar with who i seen yesterday like stone yeah. cold was in wcw at one point or um scott hall when in WWF when he was as razor Ramon. Oh, see i'm kind of jealous of
1: that experience too because that that had to be like a neat feeling to be seeing guys pop up and be like wait a second i think i recognize that guy see because for me no i didn't have cable growing up until uh 2000 so by that point i think most people are already like one side or the other for like wcw or wwf so like when i'm first getting exposed to like steve austin or triple h or Mick foley i'd never seen him before or even like razor ramon you know i'd never seen them before so like they're all brand new to me but then meanwhile it sounds like some uh russell Hollock fans who have access to everything they're like oh my gosh that's diamond stud or oh my gosh that's a stunning <laughs> yeah. steve or whatever and Meanwhile, I have no idea. I just grew up WWF, probably to a detriment where I thought, is WWF or bust to the point? Like, that's why I was like anti Ric Flair, even during the invasion when those like Booker T and people were coming over. I'm like, who's this garbage? It's they're not good enough to be in my WWF. Get out of here. Get out of here. So, you're much more open minded than me, <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, and I usually my but we got you when I saw, um, back in 1990 when The Undertaker made his debut. I was like, hey, that's.
1: No, no way. You recognized mean him. Man.
0: Oh, my yeah. gosh. When, mean man, when they have that mystery partner with the Mean Dollar Man, Team Mean Dollar Man at the Survivor yeah. Series. I'm like, and then when they show the highlights of it or something along that line, I'm like, hey, man, that's mean so he was, that was. I a might video. have to
1: fact check this. So I may have been living the rest of my life based on a lie. But I'm pretty sure the, the when Undertaker debuted – was my birthday so i'm like might have been my fifth or sixth birthday something like that so since he debuted on my birthday i always had like an attachment to undertaker i'm like he's my special wrestler so like every every time survivor series because like it used to always used to be around thanksgiving and i'm kind of like a thanksgiving baby i'm born like the 22nd mm. so whenever there'd be a survivor series it'll line up on my birthday i always hope undertaker would have like a title match or something and i think the, the last mm. time it happened was uh 2000, And he wrestled Kurt Angle for the title when Kurt Angle had his first title run. And I was hoping Undertaker would whip Kurt's ass. And instead, Undertaker shows up wearing these goofy pants. I don't know if you remember those, but they're like zebra pattern pants or something. I'm like, what the hell is Undertaker wearing? I'm like, (laughs) my man can't be winning a title looking like this, even though he's my guy. But yeah, so... Wasn't
0: that uh, he was a American badass?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think I'm one of the few yeah. people who kind of like that. I, I remember uh, hearing like in the playground in school and stuff when he came back and he's like not dead man anymore. Everyone was losing their minds. They're like, what the heck? But I don't know. I always thought it was kind of cool. So,
0: uh, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't really bother me. I mean, after I find out, you know, understand how professional wrestling work, you know, yeah. whatever, it doesn't really bother me that the Undertaker's changed his gimmick or yeah. anything like but that. Both are uh, cool. I mean, that That's America the thing. I that...
1: can't pick a favorite because they're both cool, you know? So I'm like, I don't know. It yeah. just kind of depends. Change. You got to change it up every little bit. I like the uh, – what do you That's think? Favorite. Did you see the Boneyard match at WrestleMania? Yeah,
0: yeah I did. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. I thought it was pretty, pretty good. Me so too. I,
1: I kind of like that uh, – like that spin on taker where he's like a mix of like american badass and the dead man i'm like maybe that's what he should have been for all yeah. these past few years kind of like a ghost rider you know like just combination badass biker dude slash half like dead ghost zombie guy that could have been
0: cool but who knows maybe we'll see more of that yeah maybe we'll may see Undertaker for Spain in the boneyard later on uh, right? that'd yeah, be yeah, cool that's-
1: yeah that's There's, I I only have like I feel like a few dream matches left on like on my list, and probably a lot of them are more like personalized, like where I'm like a weirdo, I'm the only one who wants to see them. But uh, that's definitely one that still hangs out there that I think everybody else would want to see too: Undertaker versus Sting in some sort of match. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, you're not the only one. There's a lot of dream matches probably won't happen. I mean. I still want to see Stone Cold versus Hulk Hogan. I
1: know that would be cool, or, or Stone uh-huh. Cold versus Cena, or even heck, Stone Cold versus Brock. The match that never happened that made Stone Cold quit, you know. So I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, you, you ever watch uh, what's it called, Broke Neck Challenger to Everest, Stone of Cold? I mean, he, he looks like he's still in a, pretty good shape. I'm like, I wonder if he could come back. Because Edge comes yeah. back. Daniel Bryan comes back. All these guys who are, like, hurt with the broken necks eventually come back. So I'm like, I wonder if Stone Cold could. Ah, uh,
0: You know, i like to see him at least one more match. At least one match. And if I want to pick who his opponent is, or maybe I don't yeah, know. Yeah, who do you pick? pick? Me, but I, if Stone Cold Stone comes Cold.
1: back for one more match, who are you picking? Who's the PDA I mean, opponent of choice? Tough.
0: That's tough. Um, Brock Lesnar, and one guy who's not there maybe he will turn someday Oh Punk. yeah, that's
1: right, that is the big Stone Cold Dream match, right? Like the beer drinker versus the anti-beer guy yeah. uh, CM, that, That'd that be a good one I'd be, uh, I'd be on board with that, you know, I'm not the biggest CM Punk fan in the world, but I like how their characters clash enough that I think it could be a cool match, so that'd even be a match that I'd say is on my yeah. Dream Match list to see Yeah
0: make it like a, uh, I clip match like Stone Cold for
1: Bret Hart it was Oh like that man team. that was awesome like uh what's it strobe has uh that mat or the the thread in the history of wrestling right about what people think is their personal like greatest match ever and I don't know if I have one that I could necessarily point to and say for sure with some confidence but man that would be a contender for sure cuz that was such a good one Yeah yeah
0: now have you ever been to any live events or i have uh, never been to any purchase? pay-per-views
1: in person i've been to probably maybe f- i'd say in my lifetime five live events i want to say one smackdown taping back like in 2001 uh, and then i've no hang on i've been to two smackdown tapings one in 2001 like right before wrestlemania 17 and me and my buddy who uh, my No Mercy playing buddy, like we just play No Mercy all day long as the Brothers of Destruction. And then SmackDown came to town. So we made a sign back when like everybody, you know, would bring signs to shows. And I remember we got featured on TV. So I think I can even still now, probably find the SmackDown episode, scan through it probably and find the sign that we made. So I've been to one, and then I've been to a second SmackDown can't remember if it was a SmackDown or a SmackDown house show, but we were, I was right next to the aisle. So I got to see them all coming in and leaving. And that was pretty cool to see like how actually big or small different people were. I remember thinking it was crazy how big Big Show was. Like he was a legitimate giant. And then I remember thinking it was crazy oh, yeah. how small like Eddie Guerrero was where I'm like, dude's a midget. So that was pretty cool. It's it's different going to that stuff live. Cool. I don't know. I think I prefer watching it on oh, TV, yeah. but uh, I'm glad I've gone to a couple live shows.
0: Yeah, yeah. I have been to a lot of lots of oh, bands, yeah. uh, house shows. Um, from my experience, at, the only TV event I went to is WCW Nitro back in I say year two thousand. It's the one with when Goldberg take Vince Russo at the desert and Bret Hart knock him out. Oh man, shovel. that'd
1: be cool. Um, yeah, I've only ever done WWE for WWE. Thing. I don't even know what a different show would be like for a, a different promotion. Have you ever been to like an indie show, mm-hmm.
0: like independent? You know, no, neither. I haven't. On the only live, just the WWE live events and WCW yeah. Nitro. The rest is like house yeah. shows. Um, I do have some some stories regarding WWE live events. Uh, yeah, share man. Uh, I went with my mom, my friend, my sister. Um, now, granted, mom was not a wrestling fan, but she went to go. Always winning, good sports, you know. Whatever, you know? Yeah, so. that's
1: just like my mom.
0: And my sister at the time would like wrestling, not anymore. But and we have we got front row seats. I believe no, no, actually third row, third row on the side seat. And in the big show come. I forgot who he was wrestling against. Maybe Jack Swagger yeah. or something. And he he got his one well, of his shirts, um, his shirts, and he was throw it, throw it to my mom. My mom catch it, but some guy take it away no. out of her hand. So what happened? Yeah, and Big Show saw it. He said that that's. He's like, that's your, you know. But the guy, the guy and his girlfriend were laughing. I like, I wanted to say something. You too fat. Yeah, yeah, like I him. hear you. <laughs> but I, I kept my mouth shut. But man, that's not fucking cool. And i saw it. Look at it. That, oh, i was hoping you're gonna tell me Big shit.
1: Show saw it and came into the crowd and choke slam that jerk and like, I don't know. Give it that cool. <laughs> gave it back to your mom. That's the thing that's sad. I think like, granted. It sounds like you've been to way more live events than me, so you'd know better than I would. But from the few that I went to, I feel like wrestling fans can be like a mixed bag. So even though, you know, we all love pro wrestling, I feel like some of us can be like mm-hmm. flaming jerks. And it like kind of takes the fun away a little bit, yeah. which maybe is why I'm kind of like, yeah, I prefer to watch on my couch, TV, on home, or whatever, you know, versus go to a, even going to like a bar or somewhere. I feel like sometimes, I don't know if people feel like they need to put on a show aside from the show, you know? Like where it's like okay, the wrestling in the ring and that's the main show, but now I'm going to be a loud, obnoxious jerk in the stands too to see if I can draw more attention than the wrestling in the ring. So, I don't know. I feel like some wrestling fans out there can kind of give a bad reputation.
0: Get, maybe, yeah, get let like, little too carry away or people try to try to ruin your fun. Or I mean, I get it. They want to have a good time, you know, whatever. But man, there's there's a line. There's you know, a line. Problem. Yeah,
1: I like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, and I've been to I've been to a lot of life events. Usually I don't have no problem, but that this is maybe one of the rare issue I have. Um and you know, here's another funny story. Now, when W W F come here for the very first time in nineteen I would say ninety three hey, How about that? The magic year. You know, <laughs> yeah, and you know, and it was the main event, Ric Flair versus Bret Hart for the WWF. Oh, championship, Bret Hart was That'd like be an awesome match to
1: see in person.
0: It was a good. It was a good match in person. And Rick Flair come out, you know, and I because he was scheduled because uh, it was on Saturday, yeah. the house show, and he scheduled on Monday on Raw to fight Mr. Perfect. Oh on my career gosh! This, this is end. like his last
1: title defense.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I yell, Rick Flair, you're gonna lose to Mr. Perfect this Monday," and he hear it. Yeah, he, he look at he look straight to me and give it like a smile oh, to his face. <laughs> But I, I thought it was cool. I, I remember I told my friends they were surprised. That, that's dinner. cool. So that,
1: that's cool. I like that when you can like actually interact with like the wrestlers themselves. That's pretty cool. I like that. That's a cool
0: story, man. Yeah. yeah you know, and you know, and it's cool. It's I always I love, if there's live events come here, I definitely go. You know, and I try to take a friend of mine. You know, whatever it's go. Yeah. It's a cool experience. You ever get backstage um, or anything? Tickets, tickets, like meet the boys? No. I, they're, they're too expensive. They're like $5,700. Oh, you have to
1: pay to get back. I didn't know you had to pay to get backstage. That's crazy. I feel like I always hear these stories. Yeah, it sounds like people just hang around like the exits or whatever, you know, like of the arenas. And that's how like they like meet these guys mm-hmm. and stuff. But maybe that's a bunch of exaggerated storytelling, right? Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe the way to actually get access to those guys is you have to pay the special ticket prices. It
0: might it may like it may be like that before that's a good point. Then, Things are
1: probably super different now than not. they were probably back in the nineties or eighties.
0: Yeah, but you may you may get to see them while right at the parking lot. Maybe you might take a picture with them with yeah. no cost and get their out. There they're, 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 yeah. they still do that. Um I know I know someone did that a few times. A friend of mine did that for the last house show a few years ago. You know, they come why right, get to be there early. See if you some you see someone, Oh, this is Picking the yeah. or you know, whoever and they take a picture with, and then they post a picture on on Twitter, maybe on Show Sabina with the wrestler on the at right, the parking lot, take a picture with some lucky fan, you know, whatever, you know. So, you know I I I did it one time, maybe a couple of times. Like oh,
1: nice. I love the Tonka. He was a cool dude. Yeah. I mean, I don't know him personally, but I yeah. mean, as far as his character, like, and as a wrestler, I always thought that, like, you know, being like the Native American warrior, if you wanted a different spin on, like, our patriotic hero, I always thought he'd be a cool guy to push to say, like, all right, instead of Lex Luger at 93, go to Tonka with the war paint and the, the chops and stuff. But oh, yeah. uh, that's cool.
0: He did have that a Was bad. You know, remember, he was unbelievable for a while.
1: But uh, yeah, I was always a big. I always yeah. liked him. Got a good kick out of him. Easy.
0: Yeah, I, I got. I got. I don't, I don't know where the pictures are, but I got a few pictures. A nice pictures with him. Man, he came here, mm-hmm. and I remember like the undertaker was behind me. I didn't. I, didn't, I got. I didn't take. It oh,
1: I, I hear. Him. I hear you. I'd be scared too.
0: <laughs> and you know. And here. And here's a, a one more funny story. Now. Bam Bam Bigelow. I me, and my friends, I I I come up with the name okay. Bam Boogers. He was okay. tag okay. teaming and with that
1: uh, Bastion he, Booger guy for a little bit, so that's a good that's a good uh name
0: for him. Yeah. And they when they came here and my friend well, we we go separately, but my friend saw Bam Bam Bigelow live at the parking lot and he called him Bam Bam Booger saying Bam Bam would just yeah. scare him like ah, and he won. <laughs> so it's just a little funny. Uh, short yeah. story there. That's fun. Uh, it's uh, fun
1: interacting with yeah. the wrestlers themselves like
0: that. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I mean, I want to interact with Kevin Owens. I mean, some some girl. Actually, he was teasing one girl a few years. The last how that yeah. he came here a couple of years ago. Uh, got one of the face. I forgot who he wrestled against, but he was a at the time, Kevin Owens. And and this girl, this lady, was like, "Give me the shirt. me the shirt." You know. And he, you want the shirt? Kevin Owens was like, You want the shirt." Yeah. He just dropped his shirt on the, on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I was cracking up, laughing, baby. He was trolling her big time. I was laughing. I was like, oh, damn. That was a yeah. good know, I, gotta give,
1: I feel like I got to give credit where credit's due. I feel like I've been making a little bit of a, a reputation or stink for myself, maybe, on some of these threads lately, complaining about, like, wrestlers' look and stuff. And I feel like Heaven Owens has always been one of those guys where I'd be like, man, he doesn't look like he's supposed to be, like, a pro wrestler or whatever, but, Dude, in terms of personality and like how he can talk and get people stirred up, that guy's got some skill. He, credit where credits due. He yeah. can get things
0: going. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Now, what is your favorite
1: match? Oh man, favorite match. So this is this is tough because this is like goes back to that like, that notion of like strobes thread, where I just you know if, like to put all my money behind something that like I love or is a favorite for something that stood out to me. That I remember watching in real time, that I remember thinking, like, this is something special and different, was Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit at Royal Rumble 2003. And, like, those guys had wrestled a bunch in the past. So, like, it wasn't any, like, it wasn't a special or new matchup. It wasn't even a gimmick match. It was just like a straight up wrestling match for the title. But something about it, for whatever reason, I remember standing out to me as being, like, special and, like, this is going to be something I remember. And honestly, like I have never gone back and rewatched it all that much. Maybe I'm afraid of ruining like how special it was in my memory. But uh, that one stands out as a, a favorite. Uh, I've always loved maybe too much. I don't know. Some people seem like they say it's overrated. But I loved Shawn Michaels winning the Intercontinental title from Jeff Jarrett at the, the second in your house. So I'd say that's up there for me. And then uh, pretty much other than that, any match Brock Lesnar's ever wrestled
0: any matches that Brock, even against again, yeah,
1: Oh yeah, man. When I, when I was trying to do my like Brocktober project, just paying homage to my man Brock. I like, I genuinely made an effort to like track down and watch every single match that Brock's ever had that like, is televised or tape exists of and there I found on YouTube some of his dark matches and I think one of them was against Spike Dudley and you'd be surprised it was pretty entertaining I mean Spike Spike's a good wrestler as far as being a good ragdoll you know and yeah. who who better to throw around a ragdoll than Brock so it was it wasn't bad for a, a dark match like you, you got to calibrate expectations understanding okay this is a dark match it's going to be a squash match Brock's a rookie but once you take all those things into account Hey, it's a pretty good match. I don't know. It still cool. features my man Brock. <laughs>
0: and he has experience less than big guys, bigger than yeah. him. And, uh, yeah,
1: and so, you his, his yeah, stuff with yeah, yeah. Undertaker, man. Like, yeah. I, I was just trying to. I was thinking about every so often, I'll start just getting ideas during the middle of the day about like what would good ideas for threads be to start. And I'd say nah, nine times out of ten, I get too lazy or forgetful and I never start the thread. But the other day, I was thinking about like doing like threads where I just post my top personal 10 feuds for like random wrestlers. And I'm thinking like for Brock and I, I don't know if I spoiled this already in my Brocktober thread, but there's a chance I'll never come back to it. But honestly, I feel like Brock's probably best feud is with Undertaker. You think about how many matches they've had Mm -hmm. over how long, how important some of them have been. And Undertaker's a bigger dude than Brock. But Brock, you know, holds his own against Mm -hmm. them and they match up well. So I don't know.
0: I thought Brock messed the matches with Kurt Angle. Well,
1: that's, maybe, maybe this is, I gotta like, look at myself in the mirror here and realize my problem was more with me than it was with them and their matches because I think I set the bar in my mind too high for what I wanted their matches to be. So I don't think Brock and Kurt, except for their Iron Man, Ever lived up to what, like, how good I wanted their matches to be? Because I think whenever I like first figured out that they were going to be meeting at WrestleMania, I'm like, okay, this is going to be the greatest, greatest wrestling match that has ever happened. And then it wasn't bad. It wasn't like the greatest ever. So I'm like, I think for me, I just set the bar of expectation way too high that I don't think anyone could have ever lived up to, even my man Brock. But they weren't bad. I'd, I'd put uh, Kurt and Brock as far as like Brock feuds go. Maybe, maybe number, maybe number three. Honestly, you? Brock's Brock's rivalry with John Cena over the years is my number two. Those guys have some pretty good matches.
0: Okay. How about him against CM Punk?
1: I yeah, well, they I'm just sure. had the one match. So, I'm like, it's hard for me to think of it as like a, a feud or a rivalry. But yeah, okay. it was a pretty good match. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I, know, yeah. Guys, I mean, yeah, not same being uh, man, guess, a big okay. CM Punk fan myself, I always get like hesitant to like give CM Punk credit for anything. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I feel like it speaks volumes to that match in CM Punk to say, like, to get me so hooked in such a good match. Um,
0: uh, little quick story I got to shake, yeah. Punk's hand. just, yeah, just yeah, when he went when he came in, in the live nice. event, the, the, when he was in WWE the, the when he was the champion against, um, what wrestle with? Uh, the
1: Miz. Nice. I love the, the Miz. I, the we we would have yeah. been rooting against each other yeah, probably was, at that one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sure if you went with me and my yeah, friends, but it, yeah, but it'd be good all good time. fun. We'd uh, we'd be respectful.
1: Awesome we'd, like we'd we'd be we'd be ribbing each other oh, and yeah. rooting against each other. But at the end of the day, we'd all still like <laughs> leave together in good terms, you know.
0: Ter- oh yeah, definitely. I mean, light events, like I said, it's fun to go. To. You know, I told my friend it's really fun, and you know, he went to the first light event with me a few years back, and he, yeah, he he's hooked. You know, and it was it was awesome to go. For me, you know, for me, I go live events. I mean, I watch TV, too, but then go to live events and purchase a lot. Fun, All right, so man. what about you? What's your favorite
1: fun. matches of yours?
0: Ooh, um, man, there's one, you know, the classic match between Ricky St- Dragon Steamboat against Ric Flair in yeah. Chi-Town Wombo and War 89. They they have great yeah. matches, great rivalry. Um, <laughs> of course, you got Rick, Rick, Ricky Stimble and Macho Man at wasnia 3. That was a great match. Um I always like yeah. Stone Cold for Bret Hart. At Survivor yeah, that's, Series, everyone always 13, forgets about that one. But
1: they had that match before WrestleMania 13. That was so good also, yeah. That
0: mm-hmm. yeah, was so good. Yeah, and, and yeah. of course, WrestleMania 13, the you know, I Quit match, which is, was a great, great match. Of course, you know, you got Shawn Michaels versus the Undertaker twenty five. Oh and man, yeah, they've LA. had
1: great matches together, That's huh? A- Going all the way back ninety seven, even yeah, like yeah. when they first started the tangle. They those guys just have
0: chemistry, man. Oh, yeah, great crimson. They have great chemistry. I mean, there's so it's so many. Uh, I always like, and the people people may knock on me this, but I don't care. But uh, Wesley, man, I was a big Hulk Hogan fan. Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior at Wesley six was much better than all. Hattic, that's for sure. For sure. Well, they, <laughs> I, they, that I don't think
1: anyone should be giving yeah. you hate. I, I don't know who I, I thought that someone recently posted something like this might've been Baker or strobe maybe, but talking about how like Hogan versus Warrior was like the first truly like Epic great match, you know, where it's like a clash of the Titans in the truest yeah. sense where you get larger than life hero, Hulk Hogan versus like the cosmic space warrior of ultimate warrior. It's like, you know, the irresistible force meets, Irresistible object and all that, and all my, so I, I get you. I don't think anyone can fault you for saying that that was a great match and holding it up as a favorite for sure. That okay. makes total sense to me. Yeah,
0: yeah. And quick story: my uncle, who's a wrestle fan, wrestling fan, and you know he was an Ultimate Warrior fan. He knows I was a big football uh, fan. We make a bet:
1: Hogan nice. win,
0: I, five bucks. No, warrior except wins, the Warrior won. Oh well, no. Uh,
1: yeah, I lost
0: the bet. But I never. I never pay him five bucks. Well, it, let's hope he, so. let's hope he hasn't
1: it. been sitting back and charging the interest and he comes to collect and says, Hey, Phil, that five bucks. You owed me back in uh, 1990. Guess how much that's worth today.
0: Eh. <laughs> oh man. No. oh, oh man. man. You know, it you know
1: kills me. Cause I am with you. I think no. if I had to choose Hulk over warrior, I'm way more of a Hulk fan. It kills me that they never did a rematch for Hulk got mm-hmm. to have his, uh, win back. Like part, sometimes I think, uh, instead of Hulk versus uh, Sergeant Slaughter as the bad guy in uh, WrestleMania 7 in, uh, the next year, they should have just left the belt on uh, yeah. Warrior and had him maybe turn in a little bit of bad guy and have Hulk come back and put Warrior in his place and get Hulk's belt back, you know? I think that could have been cool. But oh well, That would be cool.
0: Can you imagine a heel Hulk Hogan as a face Sergeant Slaughter? Oh, that, I mean, Sergeant that'd be, be cool too. Jones, yeah, because
1: I'm like, you know, Hulk was like, always presented as like a patriotic guy right but like it's not like he was so patriotic bad that he's like is. a military dude so he like he was getting the hollywood career and stuff so i i could see like them making hulk like this maybe like teasing like a heel type thing and then if if the real american hulk hogan's gone bad guy who do you bring in to put him in his place sergeant slaughter straight out of GI Joe. that would have been a That's cool true. dynamic man
0: yeah, that I don't, I don't know what that's your what uh, fan fiction hey, projects so we, are, man. But
1: if you ever get to dabble with like the rebooking of like historical wrestling shows and stuff, I'd love you to see you explore that idea because that's pretty cool. I've never, I've never thought of that or heard of that, and that's that's pretty cool, man. I like that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh
0: I'm not good with this. We, re- we, re- re- What you call it? We re- I can yeah. you call it we re- project and stuff. Uh, my memory can't get. Oh no, <laughs> If, if it wasn't
1: for like Wikipedia <laughs> and some of these other websites that exist out there with like the real results, I'd be lost too. It's as I need. If whenever I start to think about what could have been different, I totally rely on Wikipedia and like history of WWE and YouTube and WWE Network to jar my memory to say, okay, what worked, what didn't, and the things that didn't work well. What did I like about them that we could do different? I, don't, I for sure need a lot of support Because relying on my memory alone No way Jose yeah,
0: I had to go the future yeah. uh, that's, that's why you always see me uh, post fan fiction for future You know or you know, like the new professional, MPW, yeah. I from the old boy. See, I, I was you that. guys who do oh, that. Wow, so man,
1: that man that's that's too. I think it requires too much creativity for me, and also requires to stay in too current because, like, man, current wrestling there's just so much going on. So you guys who can keep up with all the current names and faces, and then on top of that, be creative and come up with stuff for them to do. My hats off to
0: you guys. You guys are are champions who go after those kinds of projects. I'm much appreciated, man. You know, I like to do the try try to come up with some ideas. You know, I mean, of course, maybe not original because it's hard to come up with new ideas because you've seen it maybe on TV or someone already right, come up before you. Hey, you know, at least you're not like the kid
1: who just rips off you know, WWF but, and likes to claim that they steal his ideas. <laughs>
0: oh, uh, I, <laughs> I, you know, Honestly, honestly. I, honestly I, honestly, I think the kid worked for the do well, This, is, this is a hope. Here, I think if he you want to go the conspiracy
1: theory, <laughs> so the kid, he's based in New York, right? And New York City's not too far away from uh, Stanford, yes. Connecticut. So, hey, maybe kid, for all we know, has been like a long-lost son of uh, Vince McMahon. So he's just been on the inside feeding him ideas all these years. You know, whenever they did that storyline, they said, who's Vince it? McMahon's bastard son? Is it Hornswoggle or Ken Kennedy? That was based on real life. It was actually the kid. <laughs>
0: See, you never know. What if that's oh, or that man. Yeah, man, yeah. yeah. Mm. they they have a lot
1: of similarities, I think, in their personalities.
0: There's possibility. Yeah, I'm just saying, kid. I know you're you, you're a Fitz McMahon, or you work for the WF at one point. We, we got we
1: got him figured out. His uh, secrets out so, now. Uh,
0: yep, <laughs> but now now, do you clip when you watch wrestling? Do you clip? Oh man, I thing, used to back secret? in
1: the day. Uh... And I've still got like a uh, a plastic tub, I'll call it, of like the the dolls or whatever that I do have that I've lugged with me. We've moved from Pittsburgh up to Massachusetts, back to Pittsburgh, and that thing's followed followed me up and down and back. They're not in good condition, but um, I've you know I forget who put the idea in my head. I think it was KJ Kid Jericho uh, a few years back started like. Uh, a side hustle of selling things on ebay and he's telling me about like how decent of money he can make selling different things and so i'm like well, what do i have that i could like mm-hmm. potentially sell just to see if like i can make this hobby take off and i thought about my wrestling figures and i remember searching on ebay to see like what they were going for and honestly i, th- I think if i wanted to sell them i could make a pretty decent pop per each of the guys i have but then i don't know it, it seemed like a more effort than I was willing to put in. And then there's part of me that was like, "Ah, oh, man, part of me would feel like I was like giving away some of my childhood or something. So uh, I never actually pulled the trigger. And now that we got little baby pie on the way, I figure maybe I'll hang on to him so that he'll have something to play with. And maybe that could be a way I can get him into pro wrestling, you know? Yeah.
0: That, that'd be cool. Get yeah. him to watch wrestling, get him booked. I've got to teach him so all the moves. so he can you know, you be know. doing like pile drivers yeah. on the cat <laughs> I was with the cat. <laughs> do you do you used to do like because back in the days when i was a kid, me and my friend pretend we're a wrestler we wrestle each other or oh you know, yeah wrestler, oh man whatever oh bumps. of course so uh, let's see the memories
1: i have in particular mm-hmm. so i used to love going to the pool in the summers when it'd be nice and hot and i, I like to go jump off the diving board and pretend mm-hmm. like i was doing the turnbuckle moves so i'd be like practicing like moon salts or shooting okay. stars or 450s <laughs> and then uh me and my buddies, we would do like the simulate the wrestling in each other's basements. And my my favorite memory was, it was I guess would have been the summer of two thousand one because the invasion must have been going on, and Rob Van Dam just debuted. And like we were all like, I think some of us maybe had followed ECW, so they knew Rob Van Dam from before, but the rest of us didn't follow ECW, so this is our first time seeing Rob Van Dam. And our minds were blown so we all were fighting over who got to pretend to be rob van dam and i got to be rob van dam and i was fighting and i went up on the couch to like jump and do the five star frog splash in his basement but the ceiling was too low so my head hit the ceiling and left a dent in the ceiling that the uh, you know being kids we, we all thought we'd be like ground in trouble if the parents found out that we broke the ceiling so i remember we all put the pillows away real quick and all ran outside like nothing happened like we hadn't been playing in the basement I still to this day never know what happened with that ceiling at my friend's house. There, if his parents ever found out or what excuse he would have gave, but yeah, I I used to, I used to love it.
0: it. It was Santa Claus.
1: <laughs> yeah, Santa Claus Santa missed Claus. the chimney; he <laughs> fell through the floor.
0: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I remember me, and my friends, then were a wrestler like I'm Hulk Hogan or yeah. like he's a warrior or my other ones maybe. That pretend this wrestler or we use pillows or something we wrestle each other's or whatever. We, we use like maybe back, my friend's backyard because yeah. we have a lot of space at the time. And, and I remember I do a drop kick. It's fun to do a drop yeah, kick. I, know, and it it I feel like,
1: so, so <laughs> when I was real little, first getting into wrestling, I'm like, I had no idea it was fake. And then I think there's like a TV special that really like opened my eyes and let me know, okay, wrestling's fake. That sucks. But then I was still confused because it still looked like it hurt. And then it wasn't until we start doing that stuff like in our basements or with our friends where you learn that, oh, wait a second, even if it's fake, falling still hurts. And it gave me a whole new respect for all these guys because it's like, okay, even though it's it's not fake per se, it's, it's just predetermined, right? So, like, they know what yeah. they're going to be doing in there, but they're still taking yeah. all these falls and doing all these yeah. things that actually hurt. And I'm like, and they're doing it voluntarily. I'm like, man, that makes them tough. So I, I used to have, like, way more respect for guys like, Mick Foley or whatever than I did for like football players or boxers. Cause I thought I was convinced, especially as a kid, I'm like, no, if you're tough enough to go do this pro wrestling stuff, take these falls and stuff voluntarily, you're, you're way more tough than a guy who will take a football tackle or get punched in the head. So I don't know. I don't know how true that is or not, but I don't know. I, I still to this day have some mad respect for those crazy guys who do those things to their bodies just to entertain us. And the girls. Yeah. yeah. The girls. This Don't is a good point. Good man. Thank you for calling me out on that. Cause that's, that's what happens for me being like an older school fan where I was raised in an era where we really didn't get exposed to a lot of girls. Like they weren't given a whole lot of opportunities. That's been uh, a,
0: yeah.
1: honestly, I, I remember one of my earliest exposures to women's wrestling was the jumping bomb angels when WWF brought them in the old school days. I remember thinking they were the coolest things ever. Cause I'm like, they were doing moves that none of the guys are doing. I'm like, how come we don't see more of these girls? And then they just disappeared. And then, like, a few years later, they bring in Bull Nakano. And, man, her and Alundra Blaze, their matches, love those. I thought they were just as good as Bret Hart, if not better. But then they disappeared. And I'm like, and then you flash forward 10 years, and you get, like, the TNA era, right, where they're just bringing in supermodels, not letting them do much, which kind of sucks. But So I've been really, like, digging the – the era where they got like your Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler and Charlotte and Nia, Nia Jax and these girls tearing things up and doing all the same stuff the guys are doing. So it, it's been cool.
0: Yeah. I thought the women, you know, that, the hashtag they started, I forgot what's the hashtag. Oh, revolution, whatever, right? Start, if women division finally get. Yeah. I think, yeah. But around that, that like, Something like that. And then, you know, the women's division started heating up. Now, granted, there's some... In WWE, they sometimes don't really yeah. do a good job still at times. But, um, to, be know, fair, the women division. to be but fair, to be fair, at least
1: in my opinion, current WWE doesn't really do a good job with anybody, whether they're men, women, tag teams, singles, it all kind of sucks these days, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah,
0: At least it's equal true. in that way. That's, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's true. You know, I mean... For out. Oh, so don't, don't, don't get me started out. on that.
1: How there's too many belts. Uh, my buddy raised this the other day. He's like he, uh, he was counting off his fingers, like all the belts in, just in WWE. And you know it feels like it feels like the participation trophies now, where it's like okay, kids play soccer, and like there's no there's no team that wins the soccer league anymore. It's everybody wins, everybody gets a trophy. That's what it feels like with all these belts, man. I would I would love it if they unified some of these belts. Just have one women's champion, one men's champion, maybe a tag champions for both, and call that a day. That's it. Make it special.
0: Yeah. I think what they should do and this is my opinion, and the don't well, I want to say end the brand expansion, but kind of end it but have it like two brands. Is there NXT still
1: a brand extension? I That's didn't it. even know. See, this is Nothing this much. is where I get ignorant because I only kind of casually barely follow stuff. So I didn't even realize they're still doing the brand split.
0: Oh, okay. I mean, they still do it while SmackDown, and of course, there's NXT, but while SmackDown, usually, who's on Uh Raw, I can't remember who's on Raw now, and who's on SmackDown, they're still doing that, I mean, they did the draft just last year, I think, last year, or the last two years, you know, and honestly, I think they should end it. Just have WWE as a as a brand itself. Well, you never know. Maybe the, the day WWE either itself. Vince
1: dies or the day the WWE sells to like Disney or something, we'll get uh, a whole wave of change and it'll be a whole a whole new era for real for once. And maybe there'll be all sorts of crazy
0: changes that we never would have guessed. Well, then let me ask you this: Will do you see Facebook McMahon sell WWE to could be uh, Disney? You or know, never say somewhere. never. I don't know.
1: Like, there's been enough stuff that's come along that. I feel like I never would have predicted or guessed that you you never really know. My my only thing that I want if this happens, like if Vin if sells to Disney especially, I want them to make the new face of the company Walter. And I want Walter to change his name to Walter Disney and just squash squash everybody. That's my <laughs> dream.
0: Yeah. And, and maybe set up a you know, what, here's a dream match. Here's another well, that's match. how I would, well, that's how I'd Brock set it effort. all up.
1: If if the news yeah. broke that WWE had yeah. sold the, itself to Disney and that WrestleMania 37 was going to be the last WrestleMania, I'd get the, all the belts on Brock before WrestleMania. I'd set it up to say Brock's done everything mm-hmm. there is to do in pro wrestling, okay. there's nothing left for him to do, he's going to have a retirement match at WrestleMania oh, okay. and I'd make it Brock versus Walter and have Brock pass the torch to Walter and Walter would rebrand as Walter Disney. And then he'd be the new John Cena for the, rest the next 20 years. <laughs> hey, yeah. Why so not man equal opportunity for everybody. Right. <laughs> Cause doesn't, I don't know. Okay. You, you can, you can be whatever you want these <laughs> days. Right. So in championships, they give them to everybody. So who cares? Sure.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know what? I, you know what? I want to see yeah. Mickey Mouse versus Walter. I'm down. Book man! <laughs> WrestleMania 38 yeah, live from me. Orlando. Yeah. Oh or yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, well, they could Pretty have. Fit, they could but... book.
1: They could do the one show <laughs> in Disney World and then have the rematch in Disneyland, or vice versa. Well,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe someone will make a fan fiction of. Disney company with Disney characters and but makes a professional yeah, well, if you ask me it sounds like right something now? that's up
1: <laughs> Ness's alley and my only request would be if Ness does do something like that make sure to feature a uh, Disney princess division please and he, he knows what I want to see oh that
0: was, yeah definitely
1: <laughs> now uh, no, I to be honest like I see a couple of YouTube videos like in my uh feed but uh, I usually just kind of scroll past them for the most part. The only thing I've ever paused to watch of AEW is like some Orange Cassidy clips. He seems pretty funny. I kind of like him, but uh, mm-hmm. there's not enough there that I feel like really hooking or gauging me. They, I know they got like some guys that I've liked or I know I like from the past. Like uh, what's he called now? Pac or P-A-C. I don't know what it, how it's pronounced, but it used to be Neville. I like him. I'm, I'm sure he's good, but I, I never, oh, yeah, yeah. I've never gone out of my way to watch his stuff. And then, uh, what else? I think I, I, think I ordered their first pay per view, like All or Nothing or All In or whatever. And I watched, I think everything except for, like the main event. And I think uh, I started out thinking it was all right, and I just kind of lost interest the further and further along it goes. And now, and they got the problem now, isn't the the guy I hate the most, Dean Ambrose, like their champion or something? So I don't know. Not, not not for me. I'll pass. Yeah, you know I'll uh yeah, try I'll catch the highlights if someone recommends something interesting, <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, he has his map he has his few
0: with of- oh, Luke Harper now for the Luke Harper. Don't get me started kind of on that guy. That ne- me and interview. Ness
1: go back and forth on this one. That guy should have just stayed on the couch for 80k a year with WWE, talk about living the dream. Play no mercy <laughs> if he wants to wrestle. Uh
0: you're not a big fan of- look <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> now, did you watch another you know, company? Uh, so, before whole- no,
1: not not actively <laughs> regularly. So the only other thing that I was following regular, like, had started to follow regular. Uh, Baker turned me on to NWA Power, and so I got caught up on that. And I don't know, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, it struck a chord. Like, I was digging the vibe that they had, so... I don't know. I got plugged in and felt pretty loyal to that until they got jacked up by Corona. So, you know, I still, I listen to, uh, as Dave Lagana, he was a guest on some podcast, I think maybe. So I was listening to him explain like the whole deal with how they revived NWA, him and Billy Corgan. And I kind of like the idea and the mission and all that. So they'll, they'll still have me as like a, a fan like I, i'd go on their youtube and check out the content they've been trying to either put up that's either new during these crazy times or they'll put up like matches from the past so I'll, I'll follow them on occasion they got some characters there that i really like like so speaking of like you know women's wrestling and stuff to watch their thunder rosa character i think's you know i i wouldn't be surprised if you see her end up getting signed by one of the big big companies within a year or two i think she's going to be something and then uh yeah trying to think who else they have on their roster who i've been digging zicky dice man for whatever reason i love him so i don't know if you follow nwa power or not but if you ever check it out zicky dice is a guy i like to look at look out for and man slick nick the resplendent one nick aldis you can't not love him as a world champion either so they got some they got some good guys on the nwa power even if maybe they were presented with a little bit of a a joke theme they're still pretty pretty good stuff i think going on there and then uh Outside of that, nothing really I do I follow loyally. Like, every so often, uh, what's his name? Uh, AM. I forget what he's going by these days on the new PW, but he used to be Alion Mac. He'll he'll send me a direct message oh, on PW, yeah. like, about some indie or something. He seems like he's plugged in on the indie scene, like, actually, like, works with guys in different promotions. So he'll, like, recommend some different stuff to check out. So every so often when he sends me a recommendation, I'll dabble. But no, nothing do I follow on the regular or loyal Anymore, including WWE. The only thing I follow loyally are Brock's shenanigans. So I'll make sure to look up whatever Brock's doing and then uh, NWA power.
0: In the way of power, yeah. yeah. I'm way behind in the way of power. I'm really behind. I don't remember which I haven't watched it for a while now, but I, I don't remember which episode. I mean, I'm not me on. I'll admit 10 it's 10 probably not for everybody, <laughs> yeah. so hate- a-
1: I feel like it's probably like a love hate thing. I think mm-hmm. it seems like that's been the reaction of different posters who've been checking yeah. it out and posting their thoughts on it on the wrestling site. It's to say, uh, either they and I think it's an acquired taste too, like coffee or beer, you know, where it's like, okay, maybe the first glass or two. Don't don't exactly register, but then it clicks and it's like, oh yeah, I love it. And then other people I think are just like, I don't get it. This is like just not for me going over my head. And I think that's fine. That's 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 wrestling. That's like any kind of like thing, like movies, TV, whatever. It doesn't have to be for everybody. It's just find, find what works for you and uh steer into it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, NWA Power, that's old school because WCW once upon a time did that. So the similar... Format, than yeah, there were in the way I do. Uh, it's a cool was, old, the old it, you know, back. Back in the days. Um, that's that's yeah, it, it is. It is. I, I like the theme song when they play it on um, the beginning of the show. Oh, and the yeah, the show, but they changed. Oh, the uh, so you're not far the enough
1: along yet. That's yeah. So, no no wrestling promotions perfect, right? <laughs> so, even in WA Power, for as good as they are. They, hmm. they broke a winning formula. They, they got rid of Into the Fire eventually, and they changed it to a different theme song that's not nearly as good. So maybe maybe you're wise to stop wherever you're at so you, the, the dream can live on forever in your mind.
0: Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. They should... <laughs> oh, you I mean? Man, they should keep that theme song, man. Into the Fire, that's... Yes?
1: <sighs> I, I know, man, that's all right. All good things have to come to an end. Right. And that's like, hey, I'm getting uh, the cue from my producer. They're giving me a mm-hmm. go home call. So you got anything you want to wrap up on? Uh, I'd be happy to come back sometime as a future guest. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't want to give you all the good stuff in one go and you never have me back.
0: Yeah, we're, we're supposed to talk about... That's fine. We'll, well, that's, that'll show, be our teaser for next okay. time. We'll, we'll have, like, we'll call oh.
1: this the pro-wrestling episode. I promise yeah. to come back at some point, no matter what kind of uh, yeah. jokes people want to post about how I was never going to come on your podcast, so at some point, we'll turn this into a trilogy. We'll have a, what do you say, like a TV yeah. episode, and then a movie episode, or vice yeah. versa, so we'll get all the all the good stuff covered. We can, yeah,
0: yeah we, we can call this... Uh, Guess with PI. Yeah, how, what, part how about this slice of lesson. pie? Part one. Yeah. Yeah. Slice of pie? Okay. Slice of pie. Slice of pie. All right. Slice of pie. Yeah. Okay. Now, I'm going to go ahead and do this, in before right. we start, uh, end this recording, like I usually do. So, follow me on Twitter, h 10 My Twitter handle is PDH10. Let's talk podcast has a Facebook page. Give a like. Um, I will give updates with, you know, new episodes, new guests, that kind of good stuff. Also, Let's Talk Podcast is available on nine different platforms, which you can listen to all the episodes, including this episode, from nine different platforms such as Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, AuraCast, PocketCast, Radio Public, and Google Podcasts. Awesome man, wow. you I'm did it all night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and also tomorrow I will have a guest. Uh, join me on Let's Talk Podcast, John Chapman, which, which we will talk about the point ers which, by the way, I'm still <laughs> mad I can't believe really you remember that Super Bowl, By the way,
1: <laughs> Oh, man, vengeance
0: Yeah, I remember Bad that. blood <laughs> I, I coming from like, oh, me I'm, <laughs> I'm still recovering, by the way with that hey, Yeah, that's all right, try oh, being a man, Steelers that's fan so hurtful, but <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Still a fan, you know? I, I mean, know, but a, it's it's just like that Super Brock Bowl and Kurt
1: matches, man. It set the bar high, so anything short of the bar just feels like a big disappointment.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, anyways, Tron Chapman will join tomorrow, tomorrow night which we will talk about the 49ers. Is there anything you want to plug in? Um, like? Oh, TV, man, uh, podcast, I wish you're my hero with you through like this that?
1: podcast thing. You're like uh, PW's own Conrad Thompson, so maybe one day I'll have something of my own to plug, but in the meantime, I'll just <laughs> echo uh, like, follow, subscribe, listen to our man PETA. This was awesome, and I'll, I'll be back for sure if you'll have me. Definitely. Um, I'll let you
0: know when we schedule. Maybe... Well, yeah, that's fine. Let, let's let the suspense let you know. build. Uh, I don't know. Maybe... Yeah, that's expensive. Then there the part you go, two coming soon. Yeah, you you know, I need to make a I need to make a trailer that's I, awesome. I figure out to do Good it stuff. <laughs> hey, it was a blast. It's I'll right, catch you later, way. my man. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. Yeah, catch you later, man. And everyone, have a good night, stay safe. Don't do anything crazy like I do. Peace. <laughs> so